0: Oh crap, I'm live. It's like, it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm not, not live right? I'm getting my backup ready. All right, cool. In five, four, three, two. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cali Brick Click episode number 17. It's 17, right? I think it's 17. I think it's, yeah, what's going on with 17? With us, we have, <laughs> as always, Ninja with the Bricks. Yeah, We got Claire, aka Plastic Tech, filming from Florida.
1: Hey, it's Wendy over here.
0: That's yeah, Wendy. So her audio is crap. So aside from that, sorry. And we have with us Dan Siskin, a.k.a. Brick Mania himself. How's it going?
2: It's going good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, hey, welcome, welcome. And before we go forward, next week,
3: got nice. it.
0: it's going to be on Ninja's channel. So tune in for episode 18 on that and. If you don't like to watch this or like to listen on your phone, you can find Cali Brick Click on anywhere we can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else we end up ending up. <laughs> that was redundant. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you see? But
3: now I'm the only person that has to do it.
0: I know, right? Well, I got to do it. I was happy yeah. I got it all the way through. Like, I mean, I practiced that like you guys did for the past week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was hard. That was
3: relatively hard. But how are you guys doing today? or this past week? I've been doing good, just chilling. Same old thing, you know, working.
0: Obviously. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, you've been grinding. Claire's traveling, obviously. Yeah,
1: I took my first flight since pre-COVID, so that was interesting. Um, There's like people who just like keep their masks down like the whole time and like, you know, graze while they're eating so that they can keep their masks down. And then, which was like kind of weird. No, no, no. This was like on the plane to Florida.
0: Nah. Oh, they don't um, care anymore.
1: And sh- it's just weird. And then, um, I mean, I'm vaccinated, so I felt pretty safe. And, and but it was fun. I went to the Lego store in Disney Springs today, which was, you know, is that your first time at that one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was, nice. there was okay. like the build a mini fake area, and then the pick a brick wall is like much bigger, which was fun. Um, and then, Yeah, no, it was good. It's been, you know, we've kind of, I'm like, I bought like some Disney swag, you know, already. Um, And that's it. Yeah, it's been good.
0: The real question is, though, Mm -hmm. how much did you spend in that store?
1: I think I spent fifty dollars i bought
0: that's it oh come on that's a lie
1: <laughs> no i did i only spent well because like i'm just brought carry on so i got like the little monkey kid like the rc like you know the like little pack with just like the few figures oh, okay. um and then i got four packs they had it, you know usually you go and like the, the build a minifig or the minifig walls it's like they are like oh no those like three packs you know with the little yellow backing and there's like three figures in there and, they're
3: know, like pre-made yeah. yeah,
1: but this one, um, they had packs that had just, like, like, random grab stuff. And it was, like, each one had, like, maybe the equivalent of, like, like, six or seven different figures in them with, like, tons of different heads and stuff. So I grabbed a bunch of those for, like, nine bucks a pop. Oh, nice. Um, yeah.
3: That's
1: it. Yeah, and, like, a little I, – I did a little pick-a-brick, little one.
0: That's oh, like, okay. So things yeah. you can put in a carry-on. That's pretty yeah. – yeah. Yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. How about you, Dan? How's everything? I mean, we kind of know, dude, do, dude. Do, do, through social media but from from the from the man himself how have you been this past week
2: uh, well this week's been pretty tense I, we're in minneapolis so it's, there's been a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. yep fortunately the city didn't burn down last night so uh we're still here um yeah i mean it's it, it's been kind of tense uh and then covid trying to keep the business going and um fortunately we have a huge warehouse here so we've been able to keep going and, and socially distance in our in our building and most of us still working here but uh you know we're we're on the road to recovery almost the whole staff has been at least one shot now um and a good chunk of the staff has had our you know fully vaccinated so we're we're on the road nice. to getting back to normal whatever normal is yeah
0: uh, <laughs> whatever <unquote>. normal is <laughs> I mean, close enough i mean one thing i always thought about cuz i don't know maybe it's the military and me A lot of my friends to include my motorcycle club we have like a rally point in case social chaos happens right so like we have i don't know why we're like (laughs) we're like this like end of the world conspiracy um (laughs) (laughs) at least we have a warehouse so if something happens you guys can all just run (laughs) run to work and just lock yourself in the
2: warehouse well it's a whole it's an old factory so it's all the wind. it's just glass it's it's a glass oh. building so i don't really feel all that safe <laughs> 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 so,
0: but it's um, a rally point though i mean you're you're kind yeah. of in an, based on what bfab told me oops <laughs> uh oops sorry about him by the way <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh uh you're in a more industrial area right is that correct well, we're northeast, so it's 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 like a little corner of the city that's separated from the rest of the city. We're actually technically like stuck on the side the side of the river with Saint Paul, so okay. we're on the east side of the river, whereas the rest of Minneapolis is on the west side. So it's not really accessible. There um, you go, perfect yeah, that works, yeah. good rally point. What a way! What a good way to defend against everyone. <laughs> right, right. So we're kind of a backwater already, and it's quiet compared to every everywhere else. Uh, it's like the quietest neighborhood in, in, in Minneapolis. Uh, it is, there's a lot of industrial, this is a huge industrial, this is a World War II factory. We, they made uh, the Gordon bomb site here. So it, it already is kind of like has that sort of post-apocalyptic feel to it, <laughs> and uh, we're actually getting a space up in the second floor, the old office building portion of it, that'll be even more, you know, more of a, a rally point, because you'll be able to see the entire surrounding building, <laughs> and there's like, a, there's a, there's a guard, old guard shack attached to the space that we have so it's like if we climb the ladder we can get up onto the roof and, and, and there you go see Donald of the dead status yeah, it's <laughs> like good. a legit
0: headquarters exactly yeah, that's it's, what I'm thinking it's pretty
2: cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> plus you have like yeah, yeah your
2: building could be self-sustaining Yeah a diner. You can take food from right, <laughs> right next door. Yeah, yeah. The building. I mean, there's a lot of businesses in this building. There's a, there's a distillery in the building. I mean, we have a bar in our office. Oh, see? <laughs> what? What? Everything, everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> But uh, yeah, with that being said, Dan, do you, I mean, we all know like nice. what you, what you do as far as your company is concerned, but then like, do you, it's interesting to, to, to ask if you dive into like current Lego, like what's going on in the Lego community, as in like um, Lego itself, not like the third party stuff, not the military right. side, which is a niche within the niche, um, the overall Lego group.
2: I, I get my Lego information from Instagram <laughs> and, and Facebook sometimes. So it's really secondhand. And it's usually it's only when people are like have a really, really uh, passionate feeling about something. So, yes, yeah, this whole like uh, uh, VIP debacle was ah, perfect. <laughs> um, that, I, I, I'm well versed in it even though I have no opinion I'm not directly involved I don't I mean I have a VIP account but I've never even changed it to the new one so, oh, so you still have the cards nice. oh, okay. I, I have the never... somewhere um, <laughs> I don't go to the Lego store and I don't you know it's it's. I, I you know and there's a long story behind that um, I mean I'm kind of interested now you just said it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I could get into it, but I, I think there's somebody at Lego that doesn't like me. So anytime I how can that be
0: though? You're the largest now that Lego owns Bricklink. You're the largest buyer on Bricklink. So yeah, technically, they know, I mean, from they, Lego.
2: They obviously know about us, but somebody was, you know, I, I, I rack up a bunch of VIP points, and suddenly, miraculously, they would disappear, and Ooh. and nobody would fess up to you know. A, a, you could talk to anybody at Lego, and they'd be like, "Oh, that can't. That's not even possible. That can't happen." And. uh Everywhere up to like their their head of their their customer service department was they would like, here we'll put some more VIP points on your card. Then like a month later they're gone again. So I stopped even bothering. I think there's somebody even further up, like in, in actually in Denmark or something, that was like, take his VIP points away. Um, so I didn't bother and I don't use it. I you know it's it's connected to my account, but since they switched over to the new one, I don't even have, you know, I, I can't spend any of the points if I do use my Lego account, which I do, I, sometimes I have to, I have to buy parts so I'll be going to Lego and buying them like everyone else. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That and is very interesting. Cause I, I don't like not believe that. I, I mean, I, I, I totally believe that because it's, I've seen this happen a lot and I was working for Lego during this transition and a lot of people did lose their points with that. But they're able to fix it right away through customer service. So, like, even you going through customer service still didn't work. So, office, we already know through oh, this, this our is friends. Old, like,
2: this is old. This is old. Oh, but, yeah,
0: but even like through our friends like Kevin Hinkle and like, you know, myself and a lot of other previous Lego employees, like, we, we know that people have been outed or like kind of retaliated against based on their beliefs or what they do within the Lego community or who they are. So, it's not. I, I don't put it that far from what Lego like. I I believe Lego would do something like that to market specifically for
3: that. It seems well, uh, like an easy thing to get away with, you know. Like
0: yeah,
2: right. So I'm the, and thinking. I think it's something
1: like, really. I'm sorry, but it. like, why would they care? Like, it just seems like so minuscule because like, they're a be
0: petty. Uh,
3: Lego, Lego petty.
0: petty. <laughs> Never. Look oh. what happened to Riot on. <laughs>
2: I, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's the company. I think it's just there's there's certain people with certain opinions mm-hmm. within the company, and and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even. I mean, I can't even say it's that. Nobody can really pinpoint where it's coming from. You know, even like my friends that are employees are like, the only way that this is possible is somebody could be ghosting your account and stealing your points. I'm like, well, how can they do that? Because you can see where everything's being spent. You know why would I suddenly come up and look pull up my VIP thing and I have like a a negative
1: like an individual would like uh, like a private individual would do that yeah
2: somebody but you'd have to have so much power in the company because the store employees are like this isn't even possible and then customer service says I don't know
1: though but if you Mm, really think about it that that website is super faulty
0: right Um, yeah
1: and I think it could even be somebody who doesn't have a lot of power that just like knows how to use the system you know what I mean right.
0: I mean, yeah, know? that's true. Oh, you mean like someone like outside of Lego, yeah, to hacking into the yeah. We all know no, that we, the Lego. But, but then that traffic. would
1: happen on a much grander scale, though, right? They would probably yeah. be doing that to like multiple people or whatever. I don't know. I'm just being devil's advocate, but well, yeah. maybe no, they no,
2: no, the, the theory that we had was that somebody like because they they you know I'm I'm sort of famous that they could figure out like what my email was and say hey I'm this person use this is my email or however Lego does it. And that was, the, that was the theory that we were working under, like actually you know, store employees that, that I know, they were they were trying to figure this out. And then they were looking up my VIP spending and they said, no, it just disappears. It's like there we you have go. a point. I have on. a really
1: dumb question. Were you spending like more than the average consumer because of the company? Were you spending like grandiose amounts of money?
2: No, no, I, I, okay. I, I didn't. I mean. Because
1: the only reason, okay, I'm not trying to like shame you in any right. way for the amount of money you're spending, but is it like, you know how like, like it was, uh, was it so it. much that their algorithm like couldn't handle the quantity and, and like Quantum. crashed on itself? You know how like they run out of like certain right. points, and it's like clearly like it's like just a, a faulty code error, and there's like nobody managing it, rather than like no,
2: like, no it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't like a huge amount. It was just repetitive. I would get to a certain amount, and then all of a sudden, it would be like, "Well, they're all gone." I just you know, and and I have other, I have employees, and, and I'm sure Lego knows this. My employees made their own accounts because they were sick of using mine. Um, and or my wife she has an account too we have different last names so that's like makes makes things a little bit easier they can they can't trace it but um we we they've never had problems
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, it was just my account that always had this 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 weird glitch on it so we don't use Cor- my account anymore corruption is
1: probably the right word there <laughs>
0: <laughs> jabbel's very is smiling right now shout out to Brixar <laughs> but uh wow but yeah so going into that the vip I mean, I think this is this might be the last straw for a lot of VIP members that are out there with the whole uh, Ulysses uh, pot, shuttle, whatever, the whole promo,
2: the way it was handled, it was just horrid. Well, they didn't make enough product, it sounds like. They, you know, if you're going to do a promo that says, hey, if I jump through all these hoops, I can get this promo, and everybody who tried to jump through their hoops – were not able to get the promo did they did they tell people ahead of time that only like one in a thousand people were gonna be able to get it or something
0: <laughs> yeah. you know lego communications is not consistent we already know that but the thing is like they just let it they like they, there was no barrier to entry aside that aside from that you just need a vip account there was no like you buy the shuttle and then you get the promo it it's it's it just handled just bad and i think there's been so many complaints about the vip system since it, since it's um the whole since, online since transition, it, yeah. yeah, since they swapped it, as it's, it's just that it's been very, con- although although Lego's not consistent, it's been consistently bad. <laughs> okay,
1: <Hey>. the reality <laughs> is like it's a VIP system and benefits—they're just that; they're benefits, they're, they're yeah. privileges, not rights.
3: Yeah,
0: but then you you go backwards on the way it was being utilized like for example before before but it, it went to the online. Does, but it's you know, about, but then, yeah I mean, the tell, tell use, us
1: how it is but it's irrelevant
0: i know in uh, <laughs> the end of the day yes it's irrelevant it's a way for oh, us God. to like feel like we're important but before you were able to go into the lego store and the lego employee was able to just see your points and utilize them from from the get-go yeah. and then when they switched to this new thing you have to redeem your points which is a whole issue enough as it is especially if someone like you make somebody sign like if you make a customer sign up for VIP then they have to you know then there they have to make an account and do all all these things just to utilize it as before you could just oh there you are boop. so the ease got worse
1: they don't make you do anything um you don't have to sign up for VIP if you don't want to second what if there were I'm going to continue being Tobias advocate just be like a pain in the butt as much as I can tonight but like what if <laughs> like what if there was like a store employee that was you know mismanaging and, and taking advantage maybe the system was poorly set up before that like people could give benefits to their friends you know what i mean with the point system like it was too True. loose and because it's sounds, it seems from my perspective that they don't have this like huge it staff right on the website on the points <laughs> right. it's like run by probably one to five people maximum i say
3: four um, i mean you it know could, really? that could be why they changed it
1: yeah and so they're like you know they're just kind of like narrowing in like the possibility Possibly. for error but with doing so are creating like other error like Lego also sets itself self up for like a specific expectation with their branding and marketing and like um, company uh, mantra and I think people really hold them to that standard and then when you're spending a significant portion of your life savings which a lot of April's do like actually make life decisions based on Lego and choose to not be able to do other things in their life I think their ownership of the company becomes personal and I think that's where the hobby is a problem.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> Shit just got deep.
0: <laughs> I was going to go a different way, but now you went that way. <laughs> well, you like, can
1: oh, change uh, it up. I can go
0: on mute. No, no, no. no that was very interesting. I was going to go in the way of the employee trying to make somebody sign up for the VIP who is not an AFL, just a mom and dad. And then they're frustrated with it because there's no interaction. So I wasn't negating the AFL
3: customer. I was going one with they, every day so- person. Would an everyday person really care that much? You think?
1: Are they upset uh, about this? <laughs>
3: sometimes, yeah.
0: I, I had a I had to deal with a lot of angry customers trying to use really? this trying to use the VIP because one of the one of the NPRs or one of the uh, you know stats that you're trying to get in the store is being able to sign up people for custom for uh, VIP, let alone using it in every transaction. So it looks bad on the store if the VIP card isn't utilized.
3: Yeah, by I customer because it shows
0: that you're not trying to get that type of. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. It's been so long since I've run a store. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyways, it it just looks bad on the store that you're not signing up people for VIP or utilizing customers, customer retention from that in in that case. So in, in the, in the Lego employee side in, in the retail and the retail market, like they were just as frustrated with the VIP. And I remember like every Monday when I'm, when I'm communicating to people that are way higher than me, the VIP system sucks. The VIP system sucks. What are you, what, when are you guys going to face it? The VIP VIP system sucks. All these customers, I had 20 people. Here's all their complaints. The VIP the VIP system sucks. Nothing was done about it.
3: That's that is true. I I did notice one thing though. When you uh, it, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but when you started working there, they did start doing more brick built gift with purchases instead of like. You lunch bags and blankets and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not VIP. That was just a side note.
0: <laughs> yeah, you went you went to the left. Yeah. that was just an attempt <laughs> to kind of just choose, do something different. That's all. Because not every you know we we afools like to take it very personal. Like you just said, Claire. Like we wanted, we think that Legos really working for us when they're not. They're working for the, you know the the child that's mm-hmm. out there. They're working for um uh, what what was the terminology? I totally forgot. <laughs> you watched it, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, cu- the customer that's never really there are about to lo- Low affinity they're, 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 there's, oh, the affinity. they're trying to retain low affinity consumers. We're all high affinity consumers. Like, we'll buy Lego no matter what happens to them. Like, if they put a black mm-hmm. box, make it black, we'll still buy the box. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Throw
3: a, throw a figure in a box. It will we'll buy, it. buy it. It doesn't
0: matter. We'll still buy it. Even though we have 20 things to say about that video box, we'll mm-hmm. still buy the box. But when you have all these kids who are about to get out of Lego, or adults who are walking by Lego, oh, black wall that looks pretty interesting. Oh, it's an adult line. That's who they're trying to grab. So, you know that. I don't know where I was going with that. I totally went. I totally went to my head.
3: <laughs> but you were talking about the like the low affinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, before that, I forgot the
0: yeah.
1: point
3: in getting into that. <laughs> that
0: was oh a yo, I
1: have a question. So, Dan, you pulled a ninja. Does your does your company do like a Kind of like a recurring customer benefits program or like if you do why if you don't why
2: um we used to do something called the elite members you actually had to buy a membership and um it would give you you basically it's like joining the sam's sam's club or something like that a buyer's club you would you would pay a fee and then you would get a discount forever and we would try to do like some sort of like cool fun like all in you know like club kind of thing and and we were always just too busy doing either making sets or traveling around that we couldn't really even have time to come up with these new cool new promos. So it ended up just really being a buyer's club and we stopped doing it because we were like, well, why are we selling discounts to people who are going to buy from us anyway? Um, You know, these are some of our best things. So we'd rather just, instead of, instead of making the the non super engaged people pay more so the super engaged people can have a discount, we just said, okay, we're going to get rid of this buyer's club sort of mentality. And then, uh, have like a little bit more uniform discount for everyone. Um, and there so was at some least you're giving discounts, discounts to everybody. Lego yeah. doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like LEGO, Lego does. And they don't, when they're, when they're having a bad time, they do give out discounts. They, they oh yeah. They would have to Comes yeah. and, and we wanted to get away from that sort of like reward the best people kind of thing. Um, it's just like, let's just give everybody the same price. And we'll, and, and then it didn't last very long because we kind of like people were missed it. So we, we started another thing, um, and it wasn't really meant to be the same discount club. It was like, Hey, we're doing this gigantic project. Come and help us do it. And by the way, if you help at the highest tier, we'll give you kind of like the discount again. And all of a sudden all these people signed up for the discount. I'm like, well, we just kind of blew our plan of not ever doing that. Again. So it's, it's called a plank owner. So we have this gigantic ship that I've been building for like the last 18 months or something. And, uh, and people bought into that. And the money that was raised for it uh, went to buying parts that were used in this thing. I mean, it's massive. This is going to be like over a million bricks. This, this
3: I mean, that that's kind of cool. That's like a crowdfunded coupon almost. Right. Like,
2: and everybody gets their name. You know, like when you go to like the zoo and there's like all the tiles, yeah. or all the bricks have people's names. and, and they're, like, That's like
1: food. public art. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, it's, it's, it's an installation. It gives ownership yeah. to, your,
0: to your consumers, which is, you know, something that a lot of people appreciate, including myself.
2: Yeah, so we have did we've done that, and it's it's sort of like the same as a as as a as a, um, buyers club. Yeah, it's it's sort of the same thing, but like it will end. The ship will get built, and then we'll, mm-hmm. we're thinking like, well, then we'll do we'll, we'll crowdsource our next our next project. We'll do it again, and those people who participated in that will get benefits for you know the duration of that project. So we, we do do it, but um, we're really just trying to like not focus on that so much we, we'd rather just like make things that people want to buy or content not to buy them because they have to get so many points on their you know or you know have to have to achieve goals or something like that we just don't want people to have to jump through those hoops it just it's, seems like a useless waste of of energy on everybody's part.
3: I mean have you seen those color prints <laughs> yeah, Those coloring book pages man <laughs> hey
0: the winner the poo prints like sold out in like two seconds no, I'm Just
3: kidding.
0: <laughs> and those you, things are worth a lot of money now.
1: Do you think, like, um, as a business owner, you know, obviously, like, try to scale to like Lego or whatever? Do you think it, there would be any value in them eliminating, you know, the VIP program entirely, or is that something that you know people? I'm just curious. Like, would it would it be worth the initial reaction?
2: I, I think if Lego, Lego. I mean, if there's 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 definitely. A, if I was Lego, I would keep it going. I wouldn't have changed it, even though it yeah, it sucked. My guess is that they were tired of hearing complaints. They were probably at the end of what they were able to do themselves just to keep this whole like sort of, you know, it's, I mean, think about it. Their database must be massive to have to keep, so they'd be able to like look you up at out of how many millions of customers they have and be able to tell how many points they can see your entire buying history. That's pretty impressive. And my feeling is that they were like, well, this is the end of our IT department. We can't fix these problems because of the way that this was set up. So we'll shop around for somebody else who owns a, a, a system that can do this. And part of that onboarding thing is because Lego onboarded everybody into their system, they didn't want to have to spend all this time onboarding everybody into the new system. So they made everybody else jump through the hoops. Like, here's your old number. Here's, you can take this old number. And here's your key to get the new one. So they probably oh. made everybody sign up again so that Lego would crowdsource the work. And now it's some third party doing it, which is my guess because Lego wanted to save money or it was beyond their ability to, to expand it. So and then it's just, it's just you know, it's a new system. Teething problems are going to happen. It may not even be in Lego's control, so you can complain all you want. Um, and the, the way that you have to jump through hoops now is because that's whatever whatever the the company who sold them their system makes me yeah, that's that the is the most the
0: reasonable explanation anybody has ever come up with that I've heard of thus far because of that. No, issue.
1: it totally makes sense. Think about how many software is out there that's really back a house for so many businesses to operate. You know, it totally makes sense. It's like rather than independently going out and finding a server to like host all this information, writing the software, creating your own whatever, you know, like there's companies that theoretically – do this for you, maybe personalize it and customize it so the interface is like unique to your company and that's it, you work with your graphic designers, blah, 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 done and done. But, and what's interesting about it is that this one is global, right? So the thing we have to remember with Lego is that everything kind of is the same with them from a global perspective, which I think is kind of impressive, right? They technically like, or not, I mean, they release promos almost equally globally, except for like a few regional ones. And we freak out when there's regional ones. And then they also have like the VIP sales around exactly the same time on a global scale. What other companies can you say that do this on as much of a regular basis, which I think is kind of unique. And I mean, I just feel like we kind of like shit on Lego a lot. And so just like one. I mean,
0: a lot of retailers have a consistent time to... Do promos and things like that based on the fiscal year on how people shop. Like my old companies, yeah, you'd normally see a BOGO sale here or uh you know forty percent off of all of sale here because you know this is a time when
1: was that global? Well, yeah,
0: well no, it depends on the market. Sometimes you know because things that happen here in the United States don't happen in the UK or in Europe or in Canada based on holidays and all that, you know, all those type of things and consumer habits like here in the United States. I don't know if it's the same now, but you know, February and October are the worst times for retail because why everyone's broke because of January and December and or October, no one's spending anything because November, December are about to happen. So like, usually you'll see significant promos in those time of you know periods and you need to try to attract the customer to come into your stores or online. So you try to throw something And Lego tends to, aside from the May the 4th and October uh, 4th Friday and all type of stuff they they do cater to that same type of mentality in certain markets, which unlike other companies, Lego's reach in different parts of the world is very inconsistent, not to their fault. It's just due to the whole consumer habits in those countries. So some countries will get something and some countries won't. And then we all think it's unfair because we can't get a regional exclusive, but they can. So then it becomes this whole debacle. I I can't believe I just defended Lego.
2: (laughs) Wow. The problem is, 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 it's. We live in a global world of the internet, and mm-hmm. you know, we can see what's going on in these other markets, even though they're not marketing towards us. We, that's why we like. Oh, why are they? Why, why are they getting a Chinese New Year set in China? You know, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, that that doesn't make any really sense
2: about it. And, and but that's supply and demand. So yeah. the biggest online. You know, aftermarket thing, BrickLink, it's based in the United States, so it has the most users in the United States. It's in English, you know, but so the global market is really centered around the United States. But then some regional set comes in and all of a sudden the the prices go through the roof because there's so much demand here. Because like, hey, that's a really awesome set. It has these really cool pieces we can't even get and we want to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. So I mean, that's just, you know, that's part of living in the global community, especially in the internet age that we have. It's it's always going to be that way.
1: And like retail hasn't caught up, you know, or or it might never catch up. Like what's, yeah.
2: yeah. You're always going to disappoint somebody. Right. Yeah. You can't please everybody. Lego does a pretty good job of pleasing most of the people most of the time.
0: Yeah. Their customer service is great. We can't really bash them on that.
1: Their reputation is still great. Like, especially the, the, yeah.
0: You can't bash that. I mean, come on, the brick's still alive. I, mean, I know they're trying to innovate with technology. We you know, you know, there's a we have a back and forth with that. But I mean, they're trying to, you know, innovate. They're trying to grow, and they're, and they're trying to see the future of themselves, which is very
2: important for any company, even yeah, though they're yeah.
0: kind of backwards in a lot of places. You but can, they still you can
2: knock, you can knock them for your personal gripes. But they're, overall, they're doing pretty good. Sorry for yeah, right. yeah, yeah, No,
0: no, no. no. Interrupt all that's you all you want here. <laughs> that's right, serious. that's how we do it. Now. <laughs> that's how we do.
3: But now, I mean, they're they're trying new stuff, but they still have their foundation. Like they're not leaving the bricks behind. So that's like you're saying. No,
0: as long as they don't do that, they'll be fine.
3: Yeah, they know. At least they know that. Yeah.
0: So you know, and and, <laughs> and like, and I was trying to segue this, <laughs> but I mean, price wise. I, I just completely botched the segue. Wait, what I really wanted to get, to get into was um, Lego in itself is, is really, really expensive for, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. g- generically, it's very expensive, which makes bricklink off you know, the market parts really expensive, which then leads to third party Lego companies really expensive. And I personally have an idea of why things are expensive in the third party world with all these third party companies, to include yourself. Um, Dan, um, based on my knowledge in the in the retail space and running businesses and all that kind of stuff, overhead is a big big one. Uh, people just forget how much it costs just to make something small in Lego, but people forget that doing it on the side, pulling it all together, that's a whole different beast, which you have I would say mastered in comparison to a lot of other third-party companies.
2: Well, I think the one thing that to consider is um, when you do something do you, you want to get paid for it. You, you When you go to work, you expect to have a paycheck. Right. Um, yeah. and, and, a, and a decent one. You wouldn't go work for a company that's going to pay you pennies for work that other companies are paying other people dollars for. So um, mm-hmm. my philosophy with doing the sets is I'm not going to cut corners on myself. If I'm going to make a product, and this has started with me in my, my basement doing this by myself, I'm going to figure out what it costs me to do it, and I'm going to pay myself what those hours are worth. And if people don't like it, they don't have to buy it. Um, you know, especially if I'm, I can only make ten of something, you know, because of some you know parts limitations or something. So my thought was, um, I'm going to make a set, make it worth my time. And if people don't like it, they don't have to buy it. If people do like it, I'll make more. And that's always been the philosophy. Um, and everybody that works at Brickmania, we get paid. You know a decent amount. It's not like we're, we're, you know, I started out hiring my first people going, well, we can't really pay you all that much. And then, but we'll, as we get bigger, we'll, we'll increase the wages. And that was years ago. That was over 10 years ago now. And we have, I've fulfilled that promise that, that people here do make a living wage that work here. Even the the person putting, sorting, counting the parts into cups, they're making a living wage. Um, and we're not going to compromise on that. The only thing that we're going to do is like if you know, if, if we can sell a hundred, we'll sell a hundred. If at the price that we, we have to put it at, to make that, that, that work for us. Um, that's, that's what it is. And if we only sell 10, we only sell 10. We're just not going to, we're not going to compromise. We're not going to say we're going to pay ourselves less um, just to make somebody's budget work better. And I used to like, we used to have a, a, a philosophy that we would never have a sale um, until I actually had somebody that worked in retail come work for me and said, Hey, well, let's have a sale and see what happens. And, 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 we started. We started experimenting with that a little bit. It, it actually did increase our sales a little bit because people like to get stuff at a discount. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yep. But,
3: if it has a sale tag on it, yeah. it's more. We'll find pricing. a reason to buy it. it it's right. and that's,
2: that's, how,
0: that's how you stimulate the market as far as retail is concerned.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and I've learned that over the years. So we do, we do. When when things are slow, we'll have a sale. When we things are getting kind of stale, we'll have a sale. But otherwise, we're trying to get away from it and say that we're only going to make what people want to buy. We're not going to overproduce. We're just going to, you know, if we only make 50, we make 50. You know, mm-hmm. times have changed. I used to make 10 at a time. Now we're making 50 at a time of everything we do.
3: So. Yeah, that's still a good amount, though. But Great. that's a
2: minimum. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean some, some products, I mean, I, we were looking at numbers like a, a couple of weeks ago. And like, we've made some sets we've made have sold like three, 4,000 copies. It's just cumulative over them. the years. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not as small as we used to be.
0: Can you like go over how much work one set goes through like i know it goes through a lot of people but like yeah. kind of break it down as far as how many people touch a set to get one from literally idea to sell
2: right and so the minimum i think is about a dozen people working on it um and you've got to i mean think about like a set that has a thousand pieces in it, you probably have you know hundreds, of, if not a thousand hours of work goes in, into making it. So, let's say I'm the designer. I mean, that's what I do here. I design, I design sets, and I used to do all of this myself. Um, but I, you, you spend the time designing it. So, like, uh, uh, let's say, like, you know, this set, this, 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 this is like the newest set that yeah. I'm working on. This, this, yeah. um, they, I have like. A week tied up in that but not only that but all the the, the building up to that point you know, like all the techniques right. and stuff that, that I'm, I'm stealing from myself to put into that model a week's time of just me building the, the first one and then i have to rebuild it digitally or, or pay somebody else to do it so let's say build it myself make a digital model of it um so that the digital model spawns the instructions spawns mm. the 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 product pictures which are all re- are, are all renders uh the box cover so you have it's making instructions. I have to pay somebody to to lay out the instructions. I, I do most of that myself, but then you know we have to make instruction book. We have to have stickers made. All the figures have printing on them. That's another person. That's that's Lando. His whole job is just like he comes in here, except for the time he gets to, to go on YouTube. He's he's doing nothing but like sitting in front of a computer designing figures. Slam does all the artwork for the you know the the model itself. Like so, there'll be. You know, this this thing will have custom printing on it. Um, It'll have stickers that go with it. So we have somebody who designs that. So then you have another person who does the printing on the parts, another person who does the the printing on the stickers, person who lays out the instructions, another person who prints those instructions, prints the box. And then somebody has to go buy the parts. Then once the parts come in, somebody sorts those parts into the kits and then somebody actually takes all these kits, they're just it's just it's just basically bags of parts. They have to count them individually into cups. Another person quality checks them to make sure that they're um, all together. Um, you know, quality, make, make sure that everything's the way it's supposed to be. Another person will package all them up. Meanwhile, while that's all happening, there's a guy quality testing my instructions to make sure that all the layout works, all the pieces are there, the arrows are pointing the right way, this thing, you know, the, the right quantities are, are being shown. Um, and then we have a whole different crew of people that are involved in the actually getting that to the customer. You have the people who fill the orders, the people that work in the retail stores. Um, and then, you know, every that's that's just all handling that kit. And on top of that, you've got administration, the guys that are like making sure that the lights are on here, making sure that the payroll's payroll's paid, the taxes are paid. Um, and we have to you know we have to pay payroll taxes. We have to collect sales tax in like thirty something different localities. It's it's nuts. Um so I mean we are like a little micro international corporation here. We have you yeah, know sellers all over the world. And then we have like guys like Dylan whose job is just doing nothing but like he he's like our, our cheerleader. He he, he 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 does our YouTube cool. channel, does all of our social media um and then Shout became the product on the website. So there's there's you know, I don't even know how many people I've mentioned, but it's probably a dozen people.
0: Oh, yeah. You mentioned a lot of people so far. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. You're yep. right. Yeah,
2: well, absolutely. I don't do any of this. I, I will not take credit for my name, might be on the box, but I'm only the designer. And it, that only means something to some people. I, it's not my ego is, is wrapped up in this thing. Um, I am more proud of what the team produces. And I, I will not say, like, you know, when it says Brick Mania in the box, uh, or if it has my name on the box, it's, it's the whole group behind me. Uh, I, I'm like a public figure, whereas, it, you know, it takes a whole bunch of people just to make one of those sets. I, I could make my set myself, but it would take me a whole month to do, you know, one little set. You know, I, I, I pay a guy, which is funny. I pay a guy whose whose entire forty hour week is just buying parts. He's hunting down parts. Uh, I call it, he's, He spends more money, more of my money, than I ever. Was.
1: I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the dream job is like shopping, shopping and hunting. Oh, hunting Claire
0: would love somebody. that foot parts. <laughs>
1: I mean, I we, like- we
0: purchase from a lot of our friends, so <laughs> we, yeah. we do know a lot of Bricklinkers who Brickmania LLC comes up and they're like, hey, Brickmania bought from me. Check it out, yeah. Shy.
2: Well, we try, we I mean, we try to support all the, the, you know, if it works well with us, we try to, we have like a, a, a sort of a hierarchy of people that if we buy regularly from, we'll buy regularly. You you might I think there's some some stores that we've 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 hit like 300 400 500 orders at uh, because we're so consistent every week we just buy from the same the same
0: I think from Germany cuz it's always from Germany
2: well, <laughs> Yeah, they always we, we do buy a lot from overseas <laughs> but we buy from, you know, every state in the country as well. So yeah.
3: I mean, you have a lot, lot
0: of of of,
2: a lot of good sellers in California, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> hey. It just depends. So you're single-handedly funding paying Lego. So technically Lego <laughs> I, selling
2: I, military sets. <laughs> I, I would guess that ten percent of all transactions on Bricklink, at least money wise, are have, have are something to do with us.
0: Yeah, and three percent of that goes to them.
2: <laughs> so Yeah, yeah absolutely. So,
3: it's like a it's it's it, it's its own economy right there. Self sustaining. So
1: are you so like obviously a lot of the reasons why you do a lot of things is like, you know, um you know, it sounds like very like ethics based. But – and, like, you know, kind of, like, the kind of company that you want to have and the kind of company that you want to represent. And, you know, as a conscious consumer, I think that's really important for people to know what companies they're supporting. Um, But you did mention that, like, you know, you don't go into a Lego store anymore. And I'm wondering, is that why you choose to support break-link sellers? Um, Like, even with all the variables of, you know, quantity, like, not having too much control on quantity, do you, like – Like, why don't you buy from Lego in bulk? Like what's kind of the thought
2: process on that? We, we do, but this Lego is, is still limited. I mean, you think about it, like they're not set up for big, big consumers like us. We can't, you know, we can't walk into our Lego store and like clear out their pick a brick. It would be kind of unethical. (laughs) So, uh, and they they, wouldn't allow uh, it. (laughs) Our, our local, our local Lego stores, the mall of America, it's one of the bigger Lego stores there are. Um. And we do occasionally go down there and you know we need two by four bricks, something, you know, we need a whole bunch of mm-hmm. something to build a project. We will go there and, and buy stuff and they're and they're pretty cool about it. They know they know what Brickmania is. Um when we used to have our store in the Mall of America, we'd send people down there all the time because we were closer to the, the parking entrances. They'd come into our store thinking we're the Lego store. And we'd like, no, that's downstairs. Go to the, you know, go to go to the Lego store. We'd sell stuff that would be complimentary to them. So we have a good relationship with the Lego store. Um, It's just I don't buy sets. I don't, you know, I I, I bought I, I bought a bunch of Star Wars sets, and not because I wanted the Star Wars sets, is I wanted the parts of them.
3: The gray. So,
2: I mean, you're a mock builder. That's pretty much the mentality of most mock builders out yeah, there. I, I, yeah, I, I don't collect Lego. There are people who work here that do. I mean, Brickmania, by and large, is is a bunch of Lego fans. Not everybody. The guy I said, my my parts buyer, he's not a Lego person um <laughs> he tells everybody's emphatic i hate lego but <laughs> <laughs> he's just staring at bricklink all day
0: he's
3: just paying the bills right yeah. Now. Yeah.
2: looking at numbers but and he's, prices. He's, also, he's also one of my oldest employees i mean he's been here for he's been with me for, for years i mean like almost 10 years now maybe wow. so for somebody who doesn't like lego he sure spends a lot of time staring at LEGO. <laughs> lego.com and and, and we do buy, I mean, we buy from Lego. We, we buy from the, the, the online pick-a-brick. We, we do do it. It's not like we're boycotting Lego or anything like that. We, we will buy, but we just don't want to be conspicuously um, dependent on them. And I don't think they want us to be conspicuously buying from them either. I think they would prefer that we are our own thing and there's some sort of plausible deniability between what Lego is and what Brickmania is. There are, there are definitely... Uh, differences of, of, you know, ideas about like, especially like the military stuff and the historical stuff that we, we will, we will dabble in stuff that they won't touch. I mean, even if we have our limits, we we won't do like uh real, you know, like soup, like, like some SS kind of stuff like that. We just don't want to get into it. We we're never going to make a Hitler figure, you know, nothing like that. We, we have our limits. Even, but, um, no need. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're, we're still huge lego fans you know it's, there's a lot of aprils that work here um and we we did awesome. host, when when we had our big warehouse that was open to the public we hosted like three of the four local lugs in in our space
0: yeah i was about to get into that i was like i know i know you guys uh have partnerships with the local lugs and the the train lug too Like, right? i know that's what th- that's one thing that you are very strong um in collaborating with as well right
2: yeah well and- I, it happened for a long time that. We used to host the, the GMLTC. Well, the two, the two train clubs, they were they were both hosted in our warehouse for like five, six years. And then we kind of got to the point where like, well, we need the warehouse. You guys are going to have to go find your own space and move out. Um, Give a, a good amount of time, but um, I'm not really involved anymore. Just a time factor. I mean, this has taken over my whole time. And, um, you know, especially once COVID hit, we, we people, some people left Brickmania and we couldn't re- easily replace them. You can't exactly have people here for job interviews when, like, we're all social distancing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
2: So but times like, are well, we are hiring. We are hiring. <laughs>
0: <people>. <laughs> yeah, everything's kind of getting back to normal, which is a good thing, and it's good to see Brickmania survived the uh, the whole pandemic, which you know, for, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't. The situation. So,
2: we feel a situation. We feel fun, tell you that. Yeah.
0: well you, you guys handled it well. I mean, you know, you capitalize where you can capitalize, and, and it definitely showed, which is you know shows resolve with companies that are able to do that. And unfortunately, a lot of companies weren't given that opportunity in specific states. So you no, know, you're no, able we, to do it.
2: We feel we are so grateful for we got some help, and we shared all the help that we could. When you know we were planning on shutting down, we were like we were ready to, and we actually got some money from the 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 the, the government for the pay, the PPP loan, we got money and like, I uh, like got on the phone, like you're coming back. We're, you know, if, even if you're working at home, we're still going to pay you. Even if you can't work, because we had to shut down like our Chicago store and it shut like completely. We like, it was, you know, all Chicago was shut down for two months. So we couldn't even have anybody in the store. So we paid people and said, Hey, come and check the store for once, you know, one day a week, make sure it's not burnt to the ground or something just to make sure it's still standing. But um, we, we made sure everybody that was full-time stayed on the payroll the whole, you know, we use, we use the money that we got for its intended purpose.
0: That's good to hear. And um, to, to, to bring it back, uh, you have, like I said, I already mentioned a couple of times, like you have a large overhead, um, multiple store, multi, multiple retail locations, the, the warehouse that you're currently in um, partnerships with other uh, online stores around the world, you mm-hmm. license your, your set. So that, that that's definitely a big yeah. chunk right there. And then, um, but like you're the, Like I said before, before this, you're, you're the company that's able to do that third party wise, like citizen brick, I think would be the closest thing to a warehouse, but you know, a lot of, a lot of third party companies aren't relatively close to how you got to where you're at. So can you share some insight to, for other, other people who are, you know, doing third party, like minifigures on the side who are just starting out, you know, what to, what to expect going forward if you want to expand? (laughs)
2: it's hard i mean and and the reason that i think brickmania got to where it was is i wouldn't compromise I'm like you know when you when when you have an artist selling art and people are really into that art do you go to that person and say hey i want a discount because i can't afford what you're doing or do you like well it's out of my price range and maybe you just you, know, you don't do that so i didn't really compromise when people are like can, you know can you knock the price down I'm like no i can't because i want to be able to pay myself a little bit and at the end of the day have enough money to make a duplicate of what i just sold. I want to be able to make it again. Yeah. And there's no point in me just like making stuff just for the sake of making it. I have to actually be able to have to pay myself and then once i start hiring people, I have to be realistic about they 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 get the same the, the same pay that i'm expecting. I get the same health insurance as my employees and you know, all that stuff. We we all are mm-hmm. the same pool. Um, so we we want to make sure that you can expand. There's a there's a certain point where like Okay, is this just a family business? I'm going to run out of my house. And then the day that I decided this was there was there was more demand for my stuff that, that myself and my wife could possibly keep up with, that's the day I was like, I'm going to hire people, but I don't want the all come into my house. So we have to get a warehouse. We have to, we have to do this properly. Um, it, it's a learning experience. I mean, you, you know, the bigger you get, the more things you have to pay for. Um, it's not it's like, you,
0: know, you mentioned right there. You have insurance. That's a big yeah. one.
3: Insurance growing on uh, pains. Yeah.
2: Right. Health insurance. You know, that's, you know, so just, just telling, you know, making that jump, like why would I quit my job that I'm getting paid for to come work at Brickmania unless I'm getting paid those same benefits. Um, So we, we had, you know, it was a learning experience. Um, And that was part of that. We're not going to compromise. And and there was no like financial backers of Brickmania. It was like, I just sold one thing. That one thing turned into two things and it just kept growing on its own. There was Mm -hmm. no like, you know I didn't have a huge bankroll. I actually um started with you know making one like literally like I said just making one thing and turning it into two and turning it into three there's I don't have like I'm not independently wealthy or um, had any, any financial backing in any any way shape or form so.
0: yeah and I know you can't share this information because it is company information but I remember the first time i' see I saw a p and l statement which is a profit and loss profit and loss statement for anyone who's listening where you look at how much money your your business made for the year, for the fiscal year. And then you look at all the expenses that come with it. <laughs> yeah. And when you look and when you break down everything from like, you know, where you're selling your stuff to how much it costs to make this product, to selling it, then, then, then you include taxes, insurance. And then you also include loss, things that just disappear or stolen, or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And then you realize, holy crap, I didn't make $5 million last year. I made $200,000 last year. <laughs>
2: right well and, and and the thing is what what maybe our secret is is that you know if we make a a profit it's that profit's not going into my pocket the profit goes into like let's make do something that's going to improve the business so um, you know I, and, and the, I, I get paid a fixed i get a yeah. salary and that that happened you know pretty early on it's like i'm just going to get paid this amount and that simplified everything so i don't have to like jump through hoops i'm like okay i'll at least get a paycheck and, you know, there's been times that like we've actually gone through, through some financial trouble that I didn't pay myself, but I can't do that to my employees. So there there has been times where like, I'll just take the hit. and You know, I've, I've got money in the bank. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm married. We both have incomes. It's like I can live without a, a paycheck for a while. Some Plus of my you employees, can move into the warehouse. <laughs> I, I could. But the thing is, is we, we've owned our house for quite a long time. Our house payment is next to nothing. You know, I, oh, I feel sorry goodness. for people that are just starting out now, and the housing market is so expensive compared to what it was, <laughs> you know, twenty years, 20, 30 years ago. So. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> and I, I feel like yeah, uh, Claire, <laughs> right? I feel like you reinvesting your your money into yourself is like really something that helped your success, also.
2: Right. So when you when you get that profit or loss statement at the end of the year, whenever there's like money, we're like it, it used to be like we had to scramble every. I mean, have all the different hmm. departments. You know, we we'd have a department which would be like two people. Um so what's your what's your wish list? Submit your wish list and then all the money that we make at the end of the year it's you know we're a toy company so we're going to make a lot of revenue around Christmas. And the goal was to spend everything before New Year's so that we would end the end the year with about a flat profit. We would be like okay we've broken even because we're reinvesting everything. So um that's when we'd buy our like we we'd invest in like cameras, computer monitors, computers for everybody. The, the wish list kind of stuff that that everybody would be suffering. Like, what do, what was what's the, what do you guys need that will help your job? And we'd It'd go spend easier, all the money yeah. for the next year, and then we'd be like poor for you know the other eleven months of the year. But we'd have the the next upgrade of equipment. Or it reminds me of Office,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the surplus episode of the Office. If you're familiar with that, when he, when <laughs> Michael Scott's trying to figure out where to spend the three thousand dollars he has <laughs> in his budget.
2: Right. We, we would do that because. If you end the year with a profit, you have to pay income tax. Um, and we're like, well, let's just spend it so we end the year with nothing in the bank, which gives you no safety net. But On the other hand, you're like, well, that forces you to actually do your job. And yeah, you sell
3: exactly. Puts that fire.
2: <laughs> so, so we've been investing. We've been reinvesting. So we, you know, we bought our first UV printer to, to custom print our minifigures because we were paying somebody else. really good person, by the way. I I feel kind of bad that we took our business away, but it was it was, you know, a couple couple different companies were doing printing for us, and then we were like started. We got our own printer, and that turned into two. That turned into three. Now we have nine of these gigantic. These printers cost more than my car does. You know, like that's (laughs) so. You want to know where this money goes? We've got like two million dollars worth of printing equipment that we bought. (laughs) That's
3: that reinvestment.
2: (laughs) That's where it's all going. I I think we 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 are like. Brickmania is known for um, our product, our Lego sets, but I think really we're we're a printing company more than do. So if you've seen our packaging, we do all that stuff in house. Yeah, so everything's the- almost in house now, right? Almost. Yeah, we don't make the Lego bricks, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not, not excluding other things like the Lego itself. Yeah, multiple yeah, things in house. And
2: we support all the other third party companies. I mean, Brick Arms were we have been a, an official Brick Arms reseller. I think we're the number one. Brick Arms reseller have been for three years now, um, but then we're also buying from Brick Forge. We'll we'll buy from just about anybody that will help us our products look good. But also we have a retail stores. So we're like, well, let's let's invite all these other third party people into the retail store. So now we're, we're we have Eclipse Graphics, we have Brick Forge, we have Brick yeah. Warriors, um, in addition to our, like our core products. So we're trying That's to spread that that success out to the whole community. Yeah, yeah the, I mean that's that that's do. good
0: to see. I mean you you're even um, going to non Lego stuff, which is uh, you know 40k, which is you know something I used to do as a kid, Warhammer <laughs> 40k. So well, the moment you guys brought that in, I was like, oh come on, Lego set, come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> merge that together. You know you guys can't. But um you you you, you haven't even saw Kobe now. Can you explain why? I know
2: well, why, but I'm I just the other day I went over to the so this is the design room and the, and it's the this is the original sort of Brick Mania office. We've taken over huge parts of this building, but this is still the address where all the stuff ships to.
1: Mm-hmm. So everything ke- comes into
2: here and I walked over to the door, like UPS came and dropped off the box, opened it up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was a box of Mega Bloks sets. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we really sunk low. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, 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 we decided that we, you know, since we have these retail stores and one of the things that, the most common things that disappointment of people come into the store. They're like, this is a great, this military thing this our brick mania or Lego, or whatever they come in. They're like expecting to be able to buy something for like birthday party money prices. And they come in and they're like, the only thing they can afford is a, is a minifigure or a couple of brick arms. And we hate to see people disappointed. So it was something that I've been tossing around for years. Like we need to get stuff. That's price point for anybody who walks in the door. And, You know, we could get, we had Lego stuff that we were selling, but a lot of it was like consignment stuff. It was collectible. So people would come in and go, why is the, you know, that Millennium Falcon on the wall, you know, $4,000 or whatever. And they didn't understand that it was 10 years old and it was a collector's item. So we wanted to get some other things in there. So we're hooking up with other brands and basically, I mean, Kobe's been copying my stuff for 10 years now. Um, we figure we might as well this will be the way that we can capitalize on some of the money gets <laughs> I, I was actually going to bring that up so <laughs> never mind you did it for me appreciate it so, so like and I don't want to put toby down they you know they are they're doing their own business and I I you know so many people copy our stuff or copy our business model that I I can't really be upset about it because if oh, it works it works flattered. yeah
3: All right yeah. imitation uh yeah. what is it
2: Yeah imitation is the biggest form of flattery There you there go. go yeah
3: that's that's it
2: So so they, so we were like, well, what, we might as well just, if we can't defeat it or can't beat them, we'll just join them or have them join us. And we will, you know, I've been to museums and Kobe stuff is all at museums. And these are museums that like all approach to us to, hey, we want to sell your stuff. Yeah. I'm like, well, we can't give you kind of a wholesale discount because that's not the way our model works. We make limited edition stuff yeah. and they end up getting Kobe stuff and it sells. It works for them. And we're like, well, it'll work for us too. So, you know, we'll just bring it in. But we're not just going to bring Kobe, and we're going to go with the whole gamut. We're going to make Brickmania stores, toy stores, and it'll be okay. the sort of stuff that we like. So there'll be the the, the hardcore fans will be there because of the Brickmania stuff, and then the casual consumer will be able to go in there. You know, maybe mom or dad will go and spend three hundred dollars on a tank for themselves, and they'll spend forty dollars for the Kobe version for their kids that That's they me. don't care for. They, yeah. they, <laughs> it, they it goes in the toy box and gets destroyed. You know, it's not like you're you're taking your you know, limited edition Brickmania Tiger set, and and having the kids play with it and the pieces go everywhere. So.
3: Right. It feels easier that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like with the Mega Blocks, you could they have like Call of Duty stuff and like Halo stuff. I feel like that would tie in.
2: Yeah, it's, that. I mean, we're, we're we're starting to get some of that stuff. I mean, it the toy we're learning about the toy business now that we're dabbling in all this other stuff. Um, I it, it, we really we really finding that. Target and Walmart have a stranglehold on the toy market because they get mm-hmm. first pick at all this stuff. And we get the leftovers at like, you know, Target's probably getting like a 30, 40 percent discount. We're getting like, you no, know, you can have a ten percent discount because we can't deal direct. We have to go through intermediates. So who knows how many third parties it's gone through before the time we, we actually be able to get it into our store and and we get like, oh yeah, you can have a five percent discount. Like I might as well just go to Target and buy one and stick yeah. it with, with my red card. Five percent discount. Was-
0: I was actually going to bring this up in a separate topic some other day, but if you have the time, I think we should dabble into it, if you don't mind. Um, I do – well, you, you mentioned it. Target, Walmart, the large box stores have a monopoly on get buying toys, especially nowadays when smaller toy stores are almost extinct. Right. And then when you go into a local toy store – and the reason why I go to, like, smaller toy shops is because they had the Lego that's already retired. Right, right, and they're because no one's buying from them, right. and, and they're 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 marking it up higher than MSRP because they have to. Exactly, and that was my next point. I, a couple months ago, I went into my local toy store, and I'm asking, "Hey, this Ninjago set just came out. Why is it 20 percent above retail?" They're like, "Well, we have to sell it that way because it's we can't afford the, the the margins are so low for us because we're only we only have two stores." Target and Walmart, they have you know, hundreds and hundreds of stores per state that they could, you know, they'll could they get the discount at 30 40%. So technically, like all big box stores do, they run, out, they run the smaller shops out of business. Yeah. So it is relatively difficult to, to have a toy store nowadays. And you're, and you're trying to dabble into that market too, which is admirable, and I hope it succeeds. Well, but like, how do you combat that?
2: <laughs> Especially well, I, unfortunately, I, I, my, my background is in music business, and it runs the same way. Um, the big, the big labels monopolize all the distribution avenues and the little independent labels have to work with little independent shops. And you're talking about like, we want a we want a major brand. We want mega blocks. We want Lego. We want, but they don't look at us like we're worth their time. Um, you know, we, we, we tried to like, Hey, we're probably the biggest buyer on Bricklink. Um, no, so, yeah. Okay. Looked like we froze for a second. Oh. Um, so we're, we're like the, the biggest buyer in Bricklink. but so we mean something there, but we don't mean anything to the Lego company. So we can't, you know, we can't even get them to return our calls if we say, hey, we want to we want to sell Lego. Or, yeah, whatever. You know, who are you? You have three stores, whereas you know we can we can turn around our product um, to the you know these two or three or five chains that can compete in the market. You guys can't compete at all. So um, you know they, is, they're working. Yeah, they're working a bidding system. So Lego says, we're only going to make 100 million of these sets, 100 million of these sets. Who's going to give me the the, big, the best price for them? They make Walmart, um, you know, all the major chain stores bid against each other. And whoever has the best price gets the best stuff. So uh, we can't compete in that. We, we couldn't even, I couldn't even bid on a pallet or, you know, of anything. We wouldn't even be able to, to come up with a price. I mean, it wouldn't be a big enough discount. for you them.
0: Know? Yeah, I've I've seen the only stores that are able to maintain a Lego relationship are ones that have been buying from Lego decades ago. So they right. have some of a relationship. And yeah, exactly. So like there's I don't see any new toy stores that are able to get a Lego any Lego support as far as product is concerned. Like and even if they were to be able to get it bid on a bit uh, on on a pallet like you just said, the margins like Like, what's the point? Like, it's a, it's a waste when, you know, you still technically, if you want to be a, you know, to be known or to be looked at as a solidified toy store, you would want to have these large brands in there to, you know, solidify that you are a toy store. You have Lego, you have mega blocks, you have a Mattel just so, you know, you you're not a store with knockoffs like from China, you know what I mean? But, But like sometimes just even getting the product just to showcase that you are a real toy store, they're not letting you do that.
2: No, no. you, you, the, the, and, and like some of the, the other the, the toys, the Lego, like the bricks and minifigs chains, they're actually not buying those sets from Lego. They're probably buying them from either wholesale distributors or they're going to get them at like they're buying them with whatever coupons or whatever they can do to get them from like Walmart and Target when they have a sale. And then they just warehouse them until like it comes up that they're, you know, not on clearance anymore. <laughs> you know, they, they basically about that. That's actually, yeah. So, like, the – and that's what a lot of, like, if you go to, like – I mean, you guys are kind of on the West Coast. You don't get to go to as many conventions. You only get to see the West Coast. Ones,
0: Bricks LA. Yeah. That's by the bay.
2: Yep. And then – but the yeah. rest of the country, you got Brick Fair, Rick World, and that's where the real big, you know, independents are. The big toy mm-hmm. – dist- you know, the big Lego aftermarket sellers are. And they're not buying direct from Lego. They they have, you know, they have big Amazon stores, but they're, they're getting their stuff at anywhere they can. They're buying from other wholesalers. They're buying clearance lots or anything they can. And they just warehouse it. They'll have back rooms full of stuff just so they can have that brand in there. So, and, and they're probably making more money doing that way than they would if they actually bought directly from Lego.
0: So how do you think, <laughs> how, see that, 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 that's, that's the ultimate question is, is, how do you succeed as a small toy company, as a retailer? You, know? well, you,
2: have to, you have to put out products that people want. That's what we do. We put out like in, you know, we're we're marketing a high end product that because of the quality, I mean it starts at Lego and it gets better. Mm-hmm. So we're we're improving on Lego. I mean, I just I, I was looking at like the figures, like this, this this uh what is this? This is Luke. <laughs> He's from the new <laughs> X Wing. I, I bought some of these X Wings just to get the parts it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really good. I mean, it's good compared to the original X-wing that I, I had like 20 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but I, I went over to Landon's desk and stole one of his figures. We print, you know, everywhere. We print under the arms. We put this up to the camera. Three hundred and sixty printed, right? Yeah, All over. color tinting. Shout out to Lando. Yeah, this one this one was a a tan figure, and he made it green. So they're printing the whole surface of the of the figures. Um, you know, printed helmets. You know all this stuff. that it, It's just it kind of like we're taking the the art of decorating a Lego figure or, or a kid or anything and moving it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So people are willing to pay extra for that. And when we make these figures, I mean, you've seen it; they sell out like within minutes. Sometimes of them going, yeah, I know.
0: Two, 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 two minutes, <laughs>
2: they're <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> and, and we make, and we're like, okay, we'll have to make double the batch next time. So we double it, and it still sells out. We can't, you know, we, it's almost like we can't win; we can't make enough and that's a good the problem, problem to have yeah people are like why are they so expensive like well part of it is because we can make them so expensive we, why would we lower the price when the price that we feel is fair they still sell out and mm-hmm. our prices have actually come down you know the, the bigger we get the, the the economy of scale is letting us make better products for less money and we we're we're, we're a really formulaic company we Everything we do is on a formula. This is how much it costs. This is how much our market's going to be. So um, if our figure price hasn't changed in that many, you know, if it's still the same, it's flat over years, it's because the actual figure quality has gone up. Uh, you get more you get more value for your money now. So our set prices, I mean, 10 years ago I made $500 helicopters, but those $500 helicopters didn't have printed figures. They didn't have printed parts and have stickers. It was it was just the parts. So we're, we're including more. They're still expensive, but you get a better deal. You get something that's above. It's pushing not only the aftermarket, but it's actually pushing LEGO to, to include more in their stuff.
0: Yeah, do you think uh, LEGO copied uh, your idea by making two like $800 sets with the Millennium Falcon Star Destroyer and
2: all they're, that kind of stuff? They're definitely watching us. They know what right. we're doing. So I, I think we're pushing the envelope of what is possible. And they're it, it's they're 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 less afraid to push that price up because they can see what we get consistently for our stuff.
0: Yeah, especially this past year with the influx of really expensive creator sets.
2: Right, and that's that's definitely geared at our market. I mean, it's just they're 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 like you know anything but military. I mean, they 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 goofed up with the Osprey, but. They, they, they. I told you, I, I did
0: DM you a long time ago. I'm like, hey, Legos making an Osprey. You're like, no, they're not. And then, boom.
2: <laughs> right. So, so, so we because of that we couldn't make the Osprey. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is that the reason why you guys
0: lost the license to the Osprey?
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, I, I can't get into details because I, no, obviously I, yeah, that's fine. I, I have signed signed documents saying that <laughs> I can't disclosure yeah, agreements. I will say that Boeing did come and say, "Hey, can you take that off your website?" <laughs> That's the, the only time we've ever had like somebody tell us, "Hey, you can't do that." Um, I mean, we, we we obviously we partner with like big companies, um, and it's voluntary. We we work with like Lockheed Martin, Sikorsky, Bell Helicopters, Am General. Um, it's because we they at, they wouldn't let us make the things that we do unless we were official partners with them. So we kind of have to jump mm-hmm. through some hoops to to do that. But we, we and we pay some royalties so when you when you buy a a, a that huey that i showed you yeah. a little bit of money a little it's not huge a little bit of money is going to go to to bill they will make their their royalty for having their name on the box <laughs>
0: that's
2: that's cool
0: but
3: i feel like it adds to the authenticity though so right.
2: well they're super excited they you know they they uh i i, I couldn't speak for you know, all the companies that we work with, but it's funny when they get copies of the sets and sometimes we, we get a little bit of feedback and they're like, oh, this is great. You know, make more. They, you know, they're, they're excited that we do it. Nice. And I they, they think they wish we would send them a whole like cases and cases of free product, but we just don't even make that. <laughs> so.
1: Would you ever look into external financing? Like what, like would when, I don't know. I mean, something like Lock, companies like Lockheed and, and and Bell have, you know, deep, Deep pockets. Really deep pockets yeah which i know a lot of it is you know like a, a government a lot of you know like the, their stuff is like tracked very very seriously mm-hmm. um but i don't know i could see them also i could see it being like a, a positive branding a very like positive nationalistic you know thing would be to make these lego sets and have it in the hands of and you know like in more homes and things like that like would you would you ever approach them with that kind of um partnership
2: well the it's we're doing licensing basically like you know it's we don't have that much connection and and one of the problems with working with these companies um and and i shouldn't even say a problem it's a difficulty is that these are these are national the companies involved in the national defense infrastructure and they have a whole set of rules um about like you know, proliferation of arms and, and stuff that's legal and not legal. So if we get too closely connected to them, we get under that umbrella. And then suddenly everybody here has to take an oath of secrecy and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. it's actually better for us to stay independent and just license the names. It, it keeps it nice and clean um, because we've talked to some companies like, hey, can we get blueprints for this? And like, well, then we think about what we just asked for. Like, no, that's that's a national secret. <laughs> So
1: it's a security issue at that point.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And we don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to have all of my employees have to go through security clearance. And, and, yeah. That's and, not and fun.
0: First-hand experience. That's not fun to get a right. secret
2: clearance. And I don't want to do that. I want to keep it like we are Lego enthusiasts. We model stuff. You don't yeah. get it right all you're the time.
1: You're not going to be able to sell things internationally if you're doing that. Like <laughs> it's just going to be wrong. Yeah. Right, I just well, want to
2: make a helicopter, man. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's true. And, 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 and somebody told, and they were, they were like, it was put to me this way. Like, if we tell you the diameter of this certain thing, like say the, the, the turret ring on a, on a arm, arm, armored vehicle or a, a, a you know, a something, they, somebody can actually tell what weapons can go on there based on what that information is. That, that was the explanation. Like, we can't tell you this because somebody will use it to harm our people in the future. Based on that information,
1: I, I, I yeah. feel like there, to a degree, yes. But there's also like the entire, like all of these vehicles and 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 forms of weaponry have an entire electronic side of things that obviously yeah. aren't inherent. Like you're not going to figure that out. You're not going to get like you know all the semiconductors that go into this from right, a yeah. Lego set. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. But I I agree. I I agree with like your initial. Um, like kind of arm's length, if not even further with, with the relationship, it's, it's definitely like um, protecting you. You're still like, you're, you're still private at that point. You're right. like truly private independent company at
2: that point. We, we, we do some financing. So I, when I say that, like one thing led to another, like one, $1 led to $2 led to $4. That is, that is inherently true. But the bigger that we've gotten, the actual more opportunities we've had for getting money work with like capital to work with like this started with nothing like it wasn't like my parents gave me a bunch of money or i won the lottery and started brick mania or something uh, but the bigger we've gotten the more like people are willing to throw capital at us and say hey we want to be part of this this operation um so there's been a lot of doors open because of the size and and that's one of those things that goes back to like how do how do you get big you just have to keep plugging at it, and the bigger you are, the more doors open. And it sucks to be the small guy because it just seems like everything's stacked against you, uh, and it really is because nobody wants to lend somebody money that's not a proven winner. Um, right. You know that's the the basic tenet of capitalism. And, and yeah, yeah, you said it there. Right. So it seems unfair, and, and it always was that that certain thing, like a always on my mind, like there's going to be a certain tipping point where I can afford to hire employees. I don't have to like do everything myself. And and then once you hire an employee, you're like, Oh, I have to pay them every, every week. Really? So it makes, <laughs> it makes you think like you, you have to start thinking ahead and planning ahead. Like this is something that it just, we can't just have the occasional win. We have to win consistently every week all the time. And if we don't, we better have enough backup plan to, to, to bail ourselves out yeah. because I don't want to have to let people go because we don't have the money to pay for them because of some lack of planning or, you know, and and it, there's been times where we've been like overextended because we tried to do too much at, at, at one time. And like, that's a really terrible feeling to have. Yeah. You have people's livelihoods
0: and you're like right. responsible for every decision you make. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what keeps me up at night. That's why I'm working at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Why you're awake right now. You <laughs> 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 not have to adjust your time to do this. No, so <laughs> I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we appreciate it. And just the, the last kind of segue, because I'm, I'm curious to hear you answer this question. Although we know Lego would never do this, what happens if
2: you think if, if Lego were to dabble into the military side? Um, I I think Lego has enough designers. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is they're all A-fold designers now at this point, pretty much. They, they have a there's a, I know some of those people that are working for Lego and they are from our community they they are the, the, yeah, the, the a
0: good chunk of them are
2: yeah and yeah. they were displaying their military models at, at at brick fair some of them still come back to brick fair and bring like I can't do this at Lego and they'll put models down on the table and nice. you know they would lose their job if they brought that to work but um, they right. you know they come as they they take off their work their work clothes and they're like I'm here as an April and they'll Throw down their their models on the table with all the rest of us military military big. <laughs> oh, that's I, awesome. I, I don't think Lego will ever change. That's one thing that they won't budge. I mean, just what happened with the Osprey just kind of reinforces that that's an unmovable rock that's never going to change. Yeah, they, they, they won't get into the military stuff.
1: That's a that's a good thing for you though. Uh, no, no, that's
0: a great thing for you.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But I, to me personally, I don't think. Because you know how critical we are as far as accuracy is concerned with any military thing, Lego will not satisfy that. I already know that for a fact. They, they'll they would have me and they'll be like, "What the hell?
2: <laughs> Why is it so big?" <laughs> they they would have to hire. I mean, it, it would it would you know, Brick Mania is not something that was just like we didn't plan this out. But there were certain things that were part of our success, keeping everything the same scale all the way through, like. The fir- you go back to the, the first tanks I built 20 years ago, they're still the same scale as the tanks we build now for, for the most part. The vehicles, everything. So it's all compatible. And that was something that, you know, uh, accidental lesson learned um, that has helped our success. And I would think LEGO would have to learn all, that there's there's no institutional learning there because what's yeah, their no. scale? Four wide cars, you know, like six yeah, wide? No. Yeah, know. Over. Military
0: community, especially veterans, are very like poignant as far as like, hey, that's not right. <laughs> right.
2: And, and we goof up all the time. And unfortunately, people are very forgiving uh, with the goof ups Because there aren't any actual people in the design room that are veterans that have actually served in any of this stuff. We do have people in the company. In fact, one of our employees is we don't know where he is right now. He's deployed somewhere. But... <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in, in, in southern Asia, somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's having fun. South yeah. Asia is always awesome. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we don't have any, none of, none of us are actual military people. I mean, I, we've had vehicles. I, I had a deuce and a half that was parked in our warehouse for, for, for like five years. And we'd go drive it around on parades and stuff. But, I mean, that's the closest we have ever got. We go to a lot of shows. We get invited to a lot of things that we get to climb around in, in vehicles and, and, and see things and go to museums and stuff. But, but we've never had that experience, firsthand experience. You know, I mean, I, I, I it, love I love getting my hands on stuff, but I've just never. never
0: I mean, the military Lego community in, in general, um, no matter where we see it, whether it be Brickmania or other companies, like it, it does bring back something for a lot of veterans who come into Lego to include myself. That mm-hmm. you know, we never pictured Lego to do something like this, but then you know, you guys or another company does it, and we're like, oh my god, I, I remember, I, I I can relate to that, and it's coming in a very innocent way that. You know, it, it really
2: draws a lot from that community, um, so it's like it's greatly appreciated. Well, we live for that. When people say, "Hey, this is something that I can relate to," like I built my first USS Missouri, and I brought it on to a show. Like cause when I was in a train club, it was like there's this battleship sitting in the train layout, and this this like old guy walks up and goes, "Hey, that was my gun. My this was my gun when I was in you know on on the Missouri." It's this World War II vet was pointing out his battle station. And he, he kind of had a tear in his eye and, and, and I was like, well, that's what I live for. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Because I'll, you know, if I can make something that brings back a memory um, that's, that's like the best compliment I can have if, if they can relate to what I built and they recognize it. And, and, you know, I I've done, I've done my job at that
0: point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking from experience, then that's, you've done that for me more than once. So I appreciate it.
2: Oh, <laughs> glad to hear that. I mean, that's, what we try to do and we also you know it's 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 a lot of talking to people who are first hand users We try to get that information so
3: yeah cool doing research Yep.
2: yeah and that's yeah. that's we try to be authentic and um sometimes i read a little too much
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely added to your success as a company so um keep doing what you're doing and uh yeah so
3: definitely.
0: i think that's that's we're, we're past our hour and like i said no uh, i can speak for the two. <laughs> thank you for joining us in this episode and you're more than welcome to ever come on here if you so choose to, or if we ask if you know, you're more than welcome to come through.
2: Right. Awesome. I appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I wish you the best of luck. Cause this is a great, this is a great show. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Anyone else have any, any last, any last words before we split?
1: No, this is, this is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, basically all I took from this was uh, teamwork makes the dream work baby that's yeah. what I think plus you're, 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 yeah, you've employed a bunch of
0: employees who are invested into a company I think that's more than more than shows to your success so
3: yeah,
0: thank you again and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening all the way up to this point again you'll see us on Ninja's channel and if you made it away here <laughs> thank you we love you peace hey, you want to bring Ryan out again so you can say bye to dad <laughs>
3: <laughs> nope.
1: Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, i Yeah, we'll get them. <laughs>